Are you ready to discover the profound journey of self-transformation as you unlock the secrets of cultivating courage, mindset shifting, and creating a life of deep meaning? Explore the steps to develop a change mindset, shift your perspective to positivity, and uncover the transformative power of different mindsets. Yeah, there's eight of them. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone and embark on a remarkable adventure of personal growth and fulfillment? Yeah, that's why you're here, right? So join us on this extraordinary quest to unlock the untapped potential in you. Welcome to Your Success DNA Podcast, the go-to resource for entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals who are ready to level up their lives. Your Success DNA Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered to create the life that you truly want. We will be sharing tips, tricks, and mindset shifts that you need to achieve your wildest dreams. Your wildest dreams. Remember, your success is in your DNA. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Success DNA family? My listeners out there that are just motivated to step up and take over the randomness that can be our life at times. You know, our deepest human desire is to to cultivate a meaning inside of our lives. Just why is this? How many times you've had the look around? You just maybe you're getting up in the morning and you're looking in the mirror, going, "Why?" Now. While we have this desire to cultivate meaning within our lives, this desire often conflicts with our innate need for survival. Yeah, but hear me out on this. I think it's because our brains are wired to prioritize survival and to seek out that path of least resistance. Now, many of you that are probably listening to this are like, well, I don't always go after the path of least resistance, and I get it. I get it. You are like one of my driven entrepreneurs. Perhaps you even listen to my other podcast, The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. And I get it. But bear with me here because deep within us is this intrinsic pull towards finding meaning and purpose. We all have this calling, this swan song that resonates and sings within our soul, if you believe in the soul, in your heart, in your mind, in just the very fiber of your being. Cultivating meaning in our lives comes from us embracing and pursuing that calling, whether it's through creative endeavors, entrepreneurship, serving others, being a mom, being a dad, being a grandparent, whatever it means for you, being a pastor. Maybe I have a friend of mine, Dr. David King, amazing man, amazing father, grandfather. I even think he's a great grandfather. And he lives to serve. He does. That's how he cultivates a meaning in his life. And a life of meaning doesn't mean we don't have challenges. <laughs> it's They're always going to be there. I think it requires novelty, a little risk-taking, and stepping into the unknown and always stepping just maybe a little bit, maybe a lot outside your comfort zone. Because those are the things that our survival-focused brains will naturally avoid. And everyone else around you, their survival-focused brains are going to naturally avoid that too. So if you you know, dip your toe into the uncomfortable waters on occasion, you're going to be growing past them. And while we understand intellectually that pursuing our calling is not going to inherently harm us, our brains are going to throw on the brake, right? And often resist and perceive it as a threat to our survival. 
Now, the decision to pursue our passions can feel like, I don't know, standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon, right? Looking down and going, that little, that little natural survival instinct urging you to step back away and get back into your comfort zone. Heck, if, if I remember correctly, I think the, the folks at the Grand Canyon even built this pier that extends out over the edge of one of the deep areas, and the floor is made of glass. So you're looking straight down into, oh, I don't know how tall it is. Anyway, so imagine that feeling. I remember if I go back to early 2000s, late 1990s, I went to New York City and I went up in the Twin Towers and I went all the way to the top to the observation deck, which if I remember correctly was floor 111. It may have been 110, don't get me wrong. And here's what was really cool about it. You'd step off the elevators, and of course there's the shops, and you can walk around and see the city from the center. But you took two little steps down, and they were just little like four-inch steps. And then there was rows of seating right there up against the glass. And here's the cool thing. When you stepped up and you went to look down, the glass was pitched out maybe 10 degrees. It may have been 20 degrees, but it wasn't straight up and down from floor to ceiling. It was pitched out a little bit. So you could literally lean forward and get that little, that little jerk. I physically did it. You, you can't see it, obviously. And so that was that survival instinct telling me to step back away from the edge. And I jumped out of airplanes, so I shouldn't have been scared. But it's that kind of conflict between our heads and our hearts, between survival and meeting, that often results in us choosing that path of least resistance that I mentioned earlier. We follow the conventional path of societal expectations, seeking validation from external ways, people, products, services, and material possessions that are supposed to bring you happiness. Do they? Really? Think about it. Deep down, we all know that we're ignoring our calling, and it leaves this, I don't know, called this existential void, this hole in our hearts inside of us. And no external achievement will fulfill that void, period, unless it's fulfilling your calling. So, Tracy, I get it. You're ranting in my ear here for almost six minutes now. How do we bridge this gap? How do we leap into the abyss? How do we jump down into the Grand Canyon without killing ourselves and pursue our calling? Well, I think the answer lies in cultivating courage and getting a change mindset. Now, there are three fundamental practices I want to share with you here that can help you cultivate courage and embrace this life of meaning. And then we'll talk about change mindset after that. Number one, you got to cultivate self-trust. That's all there is to it right there. Self-trust is this deep inner belief that no matter what happens, no matter what events unfold, we, you, me, the folks that you hold near and dear have the resilience and the ability to navigate your way right on through the darkness, right on through the fog, right on through the smog, the muck, the mire, whatever it might be that's dragging you back. It's not about having certainty in the outcome, but rather trusting ourselves to handle whatever's going to be thrown down in your gauntlet. And there's going to be a gauntlet because if there wasn't a gauntlet, you would already be there right now, right? Cultivating self-trust involves making and keeping commitments to ourselves first and then to others. Because if you can't keep a commitment to yourself, there's no damn way in hell you're going to be able to keep a commitment to other folks. Becoming individuals who follow through on your word. Be a man of honor. 
Once upon a time, this country was founded on men of honor. I don't care what your opinions are. There are many, many men and women who put their words, their namesakes, their signatures right on the line. And when we have self-trust, even in the face of fear like that, we know we'll be okay. And that empowers us to pursue meaningful endeavors. All right? Can you feel the passion I have on this? I certainly hope you can. Number two, let's practice a little gratitude. Yep. You hear it all the time, and I'm going to say it again. Gratitude is this powerful practice that can shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance, hmm? from little to lots, from lots to many. By consistently practicing gratitude, you rewire your brains to focus on what you have rather than what you lack, what is in your world rather than what the Joneses have. Hmm? When we feel abundant, it becomes easier to summon up that courage and embrace the unknown, to gather the forces and trudge forward, right? You take time each and every day to write down five things you're grateful for, hmm? and then reflect on why you're grateful for them. I started doing this many, many moons ago, and let me tell you, the time I started it, I really needed some gratitude. And I started with things like, I'm grateful I'm breathing today. Yeah, that's how low I felt at the time. And I just kept growing and growing and stacking one on top of another. And when I embraced the gratitude of one and two and three and four and the first five, well, then the next time I did it, it was a little easier. I was able to think of six and seven, so I wasn't repeating myself. And that's another thing. Don't keep repeating the same five all the time. In the beginning, if you have to, if you're that low like I was, until you think of that sixth one and that seventh one. And no, no thing is too small. Did you have lunch th th today? Or breakfast this morning? Or did you eat last night? Hmm? Be grateful. This practice adds depth to gratitude and helps cultivate courage. All right? And it helps in your mindset change, which we're going to talk about here next, after this third example here. Embody your core values. And, well, first off, know your core values. See, your core values act as your guiding principles. They're going to be that bright lighthouse illuminating path towards a meaningful and fulfilling life. They're going to guide you through the rocks, the storm, the, the jetty, whatever may be in your way. See, when we align our actions and our goals with our core values, you're going to tap into a source of motivation and resilience unbeknownst to so many folks. So many of us are out there doing things against our core values, and your brain is going into survival mode and pulling you back. Your core values provide a powerful filter for decision-making and to help you overcome challenges. Take the time, even if it's right now, go ahead and press pause. Take the time to identify your core values. Do you know what they are? Do you know what order of rank they are? There was once upon a time where work, for me, was my number one value. And I realized, you know what? I have to put myself before work. And I have to put my family before work. Yeah. So know your core values. Know the qualities and the characteristics that you want to embody in yourself, in your life, in your family, in your inner circle of friends. Hmm? Okay. See, by connecting your future plans and your goals with your core values, you make your goals far more compelling and you find clarity for the path to go forward, that lighthouse I mentioned. All right, now, so you can incorporate those three principles into your life, and it's going to empower you to leap 
off the edge of the cliff. Don't, don't go jumping off the edge, right? Don't everybody say, oh, he, you told him to go commit suicide. No, no. I want you to leap into the abyss of your journey, pursuing your calling. And you'll be able to do that far easier through those three practices. You'll discover something extraordinary. You'll discover what your brain, once perceived as a threat, will make you more alive. You'll just, you'll feel charged. You'll hop out of bed in the morning going, I'm going after it. You'll embrace courage and you'll cultivate a life of meaning as part of this transformative journey. It's going to open up a world of possibilities and allow you to unleash everything you have hidden inside you. Another thing that can help you out here is you might want to go back and check out the episode I did on transforming your thinking habits. In that episode there, we explore, just like it says, transforming your thinking habits and overcoming mental barriers and provide you some, some definitely some insights in here. But before you bounce over there and go check out that episode, let's talk about some of the most common questions that I hear asked about mindset, right? You're going to develop that courage. You're going to need that mindset. And I want to take a moment here, a few moments at the tail end of this episode, and answer these questions. These are some of the top questions that people are asking about a change mindset. The first obvious is, how do you develop a change mindset? Do you know how? Well, let me tell you. Developing a change mindset requires a conscious effort to shift our perspective and embrace growth and be, I don't know, be adaptable, right? Here's some steps to cultivate a change mindset. Embrace a growth mindset. We're going to talk about the eight mindsets as the fourth question I answer here. See, if you adopt a belief that your abilities and your intelligence are or can be developed through dedication and consistency, well, huh? then you're, you're embracing a change mindset. I want you to see challenges as opportunities for learning and then view failure as feedback. You've heard me say it almost every third or fourth episode. It's not failure. It's feedback. It's failure if you're getting no results because that means you haven't done a damn thing. All right. So view failure as that feedback, which is a, a stepping stone towards success. Now, I want you to challenge your limiting beliefs. You're going to have to take a minute, grab a pen, some paper. Maybe you want to type it out on, on a laptop, but I really like the pen and paper when it comes to these types of self-reflecting self um, exercises. I want you to identify and challenge the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from embracing change. Maybe you sit down with someone you truly trust and admire and find out what those limiting beliefs are and recognize that change often leads to personal growth, and personal growth leads to new opportunities. So cracking the barriers on those limiting beliefs results in new opportunities. I want you to seek some new experiences. You've got to step out of the rut. A rut is nothing more than a grave with the ends kicked out. Step outside your comfort zone, even a little bit. Put your little Put your big toe out there. Put your pinky toe out there for all I care. And then step back into your comfort zone. That's fine. But step outside your comfort zone and actively seek new experiences. Embrace unfamiliar situations. Meet new people. Embrace the opportunity to learn and grow. It'll be scary at first for some of us. For some of you, it would be very scary. Some of you would be like, oh, I could do that. Well, then why aren't you doing it? And then, you know, you know I'm going to say a couple of these here. Set clear goals. 
define specific goals that align with the change that you want to achieve. Break them down into actionable steps. Break those steps into individual tasks and track your progress along the way. Every time you check off something, you're going to get a rush of that uh, dopamine that so many are chasing in other ways via social media and, and porn and you know, alcoholism, whatever. All right. Get it a good way. And then I want you to build a supportive network. We just talked about the want-to crew. Hmm? Surround yourself with like-minded individuals who support your growth and change efforts. Those folks that don't believe in you or don't support what you're trying to do, okay, distance yourself, especially while you're working on yourself. Seek guidance and inspiration from mentors, idols, or role models who have already successfully embraced the change that you're trying to make. If you took a minute, if you took 15 minutes and just surfed social media looking for the folks that you know are doing the things you want to be doing, reach out to them. Somebody of them will help you. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll help you right out. And then, as I mentioned earlier, practice self-reflection. I want you to regularly reflect on your mindset, your attitudes, and evaluate areas where you could do a little better. Right where you can further develop this change mindset. And at the same time, I don't want you to just browbeat yourself. Oh my God, I got to do this better and I got to do that better. No, no, no. I want you to also celebrate your progress. Oh my God, I used to be so negative in this area. Now I'm, I'm just rocking it right here. And learn from your setbacks. Understand you have already overcome some challenges. Celebrate that. Even if it's, you reach back there and pat yourself on the butt or the back, whichever you prefer, but don't just browbeat yourself all the time. Remember to celebrate your little successes. This is another great reason to be writing stuff down in your journal. So at the end of the week, you can scan through your journal and go, man, I did some good things. All right. The next question I hear is how do I change my mindset to positive? Yeah. Changing your mindset to a positive one requires some conscious effort and consistent practice, especially if you're milling around at the negative end of the pool. So let me give you some strategies to help you shift and wade yourself from the negative end of the pool to the positive one. Let's go back to practicing gratitude. Hmm? Cultivating an attitude of gratitude by focusing on the positive aspects of your life regularly is going to be helpful. I want you to regularly acknowledge and appreciate those things that you're grateful for. When you start practicing that, it becomes habitual. And even in a moment of frustration, when you look down at that meal that you thanked God you were able to have the previous day, then you're going to go, yeah, well, can't be all bad. I can eat. I have a roof over my head. I got a vehicle that's getting me to, to work. Even if I don't like the job I have, I get there and it's paying the bills. Maybe just barely paying the bills, but it's paying the bills. I have an amazing spouse that is very supportive. Whatever they are for you, practice that every single day. Now, I want you to challenge all of your negative thoughts. Hmm? The first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to become aware of them. So become aware of your negative thoughts and replace them with positive, empowering ones. I know it sounds cheesy and woo-woo, but it works. you got to challenge your negative self-talk and frame it in a more positive and supportive way. You're not a busybody. You're extremely interested in other people and how you can help them. There you go. 
When you just spin that around like that, you're like, oh, well, that's true. I, I am very interested in other people's lives and maybe how I can help them. Then your gossip changes into guidance. You feel me? All right. And then this is going to come back to get rid of those folks that aren't supporting you and you're going to want to surround yourself with positivity. Hmm? Surround yourself as much as you are physically able digitally able with positive influences and positive influencers, such as positive and op optimistic individuals, mentors, guidance. Limit your exposure to the negative news, to the negative social media or toxic environments that can further fuel your negativity. I'm just going to call it like I see it. When everything blew up in 2020, my family, went. we watched the news just like everyone else. And there was a point I was like, oh my God stop all this fear porn. This is too much. So we just stopped watching it. And those in my feed that continue to spew the toxic negativity, yeah, unfollowed them. Good. Gone. You're out there. If you want to reach out to me, fine, reach out to me. I'm not going to block you, but I don't need that in my life. I don't need toxicity and toxic environments around me. And since then, I'm still alive, I'm still here, I'm doing great, and so is the rest of the world. Now, are there things to be afraid of? Things you got to keep your finger on the pulse and pay attention to? Well, yeah, but you don't need, to be, don't need it fed to you 24-7-365. So surround yourself with positivity. Here's a couple more before I wrap this up here for you. You want to practice a little self-compassion. Be kind and compassionate towards you. Yeah, remember I talked about the priorities? you got to put you first. If you can't fill your cup, you can't fill anyone else's cup. Treat yourself with a damn level of self-care and understanding that you would extend to your loved ones, to your closest friend, to your best buddy, to your spouse. Embrace self-care practices, whatever that means to you, and nurture your own well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Okay? And two more on this one. Let's focus on solutions, shall we? We all have problems. I get it. The world's just full of them. But instead of dwelling on the problems, let's shift our focus from how the problem happened and why the problem is a problem to how can I solve the problem. Adopt a proactive approach to the challenges and believe in your damn well good ability to overcome them. Okay? And this last one here almost will help feed on that. Visualize success. Yeah. Use visualization techniques to imagine yourself succeeding and achieving every single one of your goals, overcoming every single one of your hurdles, bringing the person that loves, desires, and needs you in their life, whatever it may be that is you want. Create vivid mental images of positive outcomes and believe again in your ability to make them become a reality. One of the things I did, I went through an ugly divorce. Ugly. Oh my God. U-G-L-Y. I ain't got no alibi. It was ugly. Hey, hey, it was ugly. And coming out of that, I was jaded and I knew I was jaded. So to, I tried to put a positive spin on it and I sat down and I wrote down what I wanted in a partner in life. Now, being a guy, 
I went through all the usual things. I wanted to have long blonde hair and, and beautiful eyes and a nice figure. Blah, 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 blah. All the external things. And then I got serious and I kept digging. And I wrote down some of the things I wanted her to believe in. Some of the things I wanted her to uh, not believe in. What were my go no goes? Right, we talked about that uh, a couple episodes back. You know, asking those questions, and I started asking myself those questions about my next partner. And lo and behold, about oh gosh, it was under a year later, I met a woman that fit that mold almost to a T. Right, more than ninety six percent to a T. And I have been happily with her ever since. And here we are, about ready to. Uh, so we just celebrated seven years of marriage, and we knew each other a couple of years before that. So it's it's been an amazing ride, because I believed in the positive outcomes. I used the visualization techniques. I practiced some self compassion. I surrounded myself with positivity. I challenged my negative, my my stinking thinking. All right, we got two questions here. We've got run along again today. Anyway. The question number three I hear a lot is, what are the eight mindsets? Let me give them to you short and quick. I was kind of blast through them. The eight mindsets that you want to be paying attention to, and there may be other ones out there, but these are the eight ones I think we really want to focus on, is the growth mindset. That's believing your abilities and intelligence can be developed through dedication and effort. The abundance mindset, focusing on abundance and opportunities rather than scarcity and limitations. We talked about a little bit ago. The positive mindset, embracing a positive outlook and actively seeking the good in every situation. Let me tell you, when my 18-month-old daughter died back in the 90s, this one was super tough. It was, it was brutally tough, but I did it. And I can't say I did it perfectly, but I did it pretty well and it kept me from falling back into what could have been an ugly scenario. Then there's the resilient mindset, having the ability to bounce back from setbacks, adapt to change, and persevere through your challenges. These two right here saved me. The next one is your open-minded mindset. Now, this is being perceptive to new ideas, perspectives, and experiences. So many people out there have lost this as they're arguing and bickering back and forth with everybody. I think there might be a power out there, be it a, a, a man-made power or some sort of evil-based power that's keeping us from opening this one up, this open-minded mindset, right? Because so many times we're like, this is the way it's got to be. There's no other way. Well, I, I disagree. I think we should be receptive to new ideas and new perspectives and new experiences. And the minute you close that door on either side, bad things begin to happen. And then the last four, three we have right here is the empowered mindset. This is recognizing your agency and taking responsibility for your actions and your choices. If you made a mistake, own it, bitch. Sorry, there's no other way to say it. Then there's the curious mindset. Right? Let's have this desire to explore, this desire to learn, and to constantly expand your knowledge, your understanding, your heart glow. You know, whatever it is inside you, just keep, keep curious. Keep rooting around and learning more to grow it even more. And then finally... Yeah, I've mentioned, I'm going to mention this one for a third time. Hopefully it drives it home. The grateful mindset. This is cultivating that sense of gratitude for every single blessing, large and small, in your life. 
and focusing on appreciation. These mindsets can significantly impact your thoughts, your behaviors, and your overall well-being, which is going to influence how you approach life and ultimately how you reach your personal growth goals or any goal for that matter. And the last question, why is it so damn hard to change your mindset? <laughs> I saved the best one for last right here. It's, I think Changing one's mindset can be very challenging to, well, it could be to several factors. I mean, there's your neural pathways. I mean, our minds really rely on established neural pathways that have been reinforced like railroad tracks over time. Kachunka, kachunka, kachunka. The more you do something, it's like auto response, right? It's instantly, it, it happens. When you keep doing something the same way and you're reinforcing that neural pathway and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But changing, so it, you, you want to change these pathways. And that, my friends, is going to require, yep, conscious effort, yep, and consistent practice. Yeah. So you can A, make the new connections, and B, reinforce the new connections. And as you reinforce that new connection, it starts to get kachunka, kachunka, stronger and stronger. And the other one begins to slowly wither away. All right. And the next one is your, your comfort zones. Our minds tend to prefer familiarity and the known. So stepping outside of our comfort zones and embracing new perspectives, like we talked about earlier, and new behaviors can be and will be a little uncomfortable, a little unsettling, a little unnerving. But you step out there, and then you step back. Then you step out, and then you step back. And here's the cool thing, and I keep telling you guys this, and I know some of you are going, God, Tracy, stop telling me the same thing over and over again. But these are the basics. you got to get the basics. you got to lay that foundation. You have your comfort zone. Let's say your comfort zone is one foot just around. You imagine a circle that you're standing in the middle of it, and you just put your toe outside that circle an inch, and then back in. You feel uncomfortable out there, and you're comfortable in here. Well, as you do this as a part of your life, the circumference of your comfort zone gets bigger. I'm not telling you you have to jump eight feet out of your comfort zone and then come back. You can. More power to you, and I've done it at times, and it's a little shaking. But just step out a little bit, and then come back in. And then step out a little bit more, and then come back in. And you'll find your comfort zone getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You do this every day, every week, every month for a year. Next thing you know, you're going to look around and say, my comfort zone has grown like 20x. Yeah, that's how it is, Okay. And then after that, the last three down here are conditioning and beliefs. Our mindset is shaped by our upbringing. I can't deny it. By social conditioning, past and present, and, of course, your personal beliefs. So challenging those long-held beliefs, yeah, you heard me say this earlier, and adopting and integrating new ones can be met with resistance and cognitive dissonance. But you make that conscious effort and keep going. Keep conditioning. Keep believing in what it is you believe in. You t- you hear me say this in the past, and especially on my other podcast too, be you. Not everybody's going to like it, but you, everybody doesn't have to. But those that do will resonate towards you. Those that don't will get distance away from you. Okay. The fear of the unknown. This is another one. This is a challenging one. Changing one mindset often involves venturing out in that unknown territory. Well, I've never done that before. 
Well, that's why you haven't achieved the goal. You want to be a famous speaker? You're going to have to get up on stage and open your mouth and flap your gums. The fear of uncertainty and the potential for failure can create all that resistance and hinder your progress. It's okay. I trained back in the 80s to jump out of airplanes with the military. And they put you through a very rigorous training. And it's a it's a step-by-step training. You learn how to you know tumble. You learn how to f- jump off a platform and tumble and land correctly. Then they drop you from a tower and the chute opens. You learn how to land. And you go through all these things that teach you all the basics, all the fundamentals for your safe landing from 10,000 feet in the air. And the first thing you do when you turn and look out at, from 10,000 feet in the air is you freeze. Well, that's what I did. And once I jumped, once I changed my comfort zone, I conditioned my beliefs, I addressed the fear of unknown, and I had already altered my neural pathways with the month's worth of training, I was still that unknown, oh my God, look how high we are. And poosh, I was out. You couldn't stop me from getting up in a plane and jumping after that. I loved it. What is it? that's unknown to you, that you're afraid of, that you're going to love doing once you do it, once you crack through that resistance that's hindering your progress. I'm looking forward to hearing from that. And the last one here is resistance to change. Humans, my friend, as you're probably well aware, are creatures of habit. And change can disrupt the familiar routines, the common structures that we've all become accustomed to. This resistance can and will make it difficult to embrace new ways of thinking. But if you have that open mindset and be ready to change, right, embrace it. And make sure to change it for the good. Yeah, I don't want you to be out there resisting bad change. Well, maybe I do want you resisting bad change, but I don't want you resisting any good change. So you're going to have to evaluate it. And you know where you're going to be evaluated is by having the open mindset, the curious mindset, the empowered mindset, and the resilient mindset. So all you see how all these things kind of fit right together? So remember, overcoming challenges requires persistence and patience and a commitment to personal growth. It's always going to be about you growing. So by consciously challenging your beliefs, practicing self-awareness, and seeking support from resources, oh, I like this podcast, reach out to me, Tracy at DarkHorseSchooling.com, that that will help you gradually shift your mindset towards one that is more empowering and more positively thinking, that's when you're going to start cracking through the major barriers holding you back today so that you can cultivate the courage and create the life of meaning you want to create. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thanks for listening to Your Success DNA Podcast. Whether you're starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, we have the tools and inspiration that you need to take your life to the next level. So stay tuned for more game-changing advice in our upcoming episodes. And hey, before you go, a quick reminder to check out our past episodes of Your Success DNA for more inspiring stories and practical advice. And if you've loved what you heard, leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Let's all level up our lives together, shall we? Remember, your success is in your DNA.